Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Improvement Podcast, Episode 3, with myself, Coach Christo, and Coach Andres. Today, we're going to talk about individual playing style. We're going to touch a little bit about, uh, you know, on what we were like as players, um, and then go into how you can find your own playing style. Cause I do think this is something that, um, that is very important. It is important to, uh, be true to yourself and play with your own style, but obviously we'll, we'll get, we'll get into that stuff. Um, so we, we each came up with a, with a little phrase that kind of like described, um, what we were like, uh, as a, as a player. So I'll let, uh, Andres go first, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about, uh, him and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about me. Yeah. And so, um, so for me, it was interesting because this was, this was a tough phrase to come up with. Um, and I, and I couldn't figure out like a specific line that would, uh, mirror or, sh- or reflect, uh, um, the type of player that I was. So I, I, I'm going with constant recreation, um, and I think when, when you think back to your, or at least when I think back to my career, um, I had to play in different roles, um, with my skill set or with my, uh, talent. Um, there was moments where I had to play attacking mid. There were moments where I had to play, uh, defensive mid. There was moments where I had to play wing back. Um, and so I had to find a way to, uh, recreate, um, myself on the field. Um, and, and I think, uh, one of the reasons that I, I think this is so important is, is because the game will take you into different positions throughout it uh, just naturally. Um, and, and I think that allowed me to survive. And in moments where as the teams became better that I played on, I was still finding myself um, in the starting 11, regardless of where I was on the field, I was finding a way to get in there. And so I think my style was, um, I would describe it as resourceful. Um, because I would know when to use my one-on-one skills or when to use my, uh, my passing ability or my vision. Um, I would use how to move off the ball, how to, um, anticipate because I was, I was significantly more of an attacking player when I was the younger I was, um, as, as I started to move more into a center or defensive midfield, I was able to read the attack because I was there, um, when I was a little bit younger. And so I kind of um sense where they were taking me and I and I could like uh I could I could take them somewhere and then know what they're gonna bring to me in the final third and and then just um remove their um their weapons. Um so I think I think for me um it's it's constant recreation. Um and I and I think what, what's neat about that word is um I like to think of it with both meanings. I think um re- uh, recreation as in you're recreating yourself but um it's a recreational sport in which if you're not having fun, you're not going to be willing to um, find ways to, to adjust. And so if I went from being a six to being a fullback and not how if I didn't have fun with the sport, I wouldn't be recreating myself and I wouldn't be recreating myself. Um, and so th- those are, I think, pivotal things. Um, and we'll get on to other ways that I've seen this at the at highest levels or, or other people that, um, are at, not just soccer, but in the prof- any professional sport, um, it's your ability to recreate um, while recreating yourself that I think will will allow you to survive longer in in the sport. That that's really interesting, actually, because I had a little bit of an uh, almost an opposite uh, journey because as a as a youth player, I played um, almost exclusively as a center back and a uh, central midfielder, um, often as like, like a holding mid. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of the time, uh, and, a, and a center back depending, because obviously played for a bunch of different teams. Um, and, and then for, uh, you know, as when I was playing for the Academy, I played, um, uh, center defense, mid and center back. And then yeah. when I started playing men's football, um, I started playing out wide, which happens mm-hmm. to a lot of players. I think when, um, you know, because, uh, I do think that like, as, as a youth, like, you can sometimes have more of an impact from the middle of the field, right? Like as a center mid, you can control the yeah. game a little bit more. So if you're a very good player, a very strong player uh, at the youth level, you'll often play centrally. But then when yeah. you join, you know, when you play better for better and better yeah, teams, yeah. you might get put at fullback or I played a lot of uh, uh, wing back um, and sometimes as a winger, but basically just like I was a wide player um, yeah. and, and I was like, you know, a little bit more of a, a role, a role player until I like proved myself. Um, and then, um, eventually when I, um, changed, uh, countries and went from Greece to 
in a little bit of a roundabout way and ending up in England, um, I, I played predominantly as a winger attacking midfielder and, and eventually, um, as a, as a forward, which I think is a little bit, a lot of the players that I've worked with have gone through more of a transition like you, where they move a little bit further back. Um, mine, I think was a little bit, uh, like, less um less common but i think it was a lot to do with like the coaches that i uh ended up playing with and just what they what they saw in me but i think uh what you bring up about being okay with playing in different positions is so 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 important i uh you know i i made a like a series on on tiktok uh going through like the most important thing for every position and people are like uh, cause a lot of the stories were about me. The goalkeeper uh-huh. story wasn't about me, but I think every other story was about me. Okay. Uh, and people are like, what this, this dude's played every position. Like what? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Almost every player that yeah. I know who's played at yeah. any sort of decent level has played every yeah. position. Like yeah. maybe they didn't play like a professional player didn't play as a fullback professionally, but they probably played at a fullback as a fullback like you know in uh an academy team or on that journey there um and a lot of uh professional academy teams don't have set positions for their (laughs) players they move their players around all the time time. um and i think it's just it's one of the things i think young players waste so much time focusing on is like what position they want to play and being so stuck into that I am a striker. I'm a fullback. I'm a central midfielder. Um, And I think that can be really harmful. Like it's not always very harmful, but I think it can be because, you know, whenever I've switched teams or gone to trials or, um, you know, even when playing for the same team, I've been asked to play out of position. I've gone to trials and told them I'm a striker and they've said, okay, it doesn't matter. You're playing right back for this first session. Um, You know, and uh, that's just how it goes and you need to be ready for that yeah. um so i think you know, and yeah I, yeah i think <laughs> i don't know why i think that um and i remember as a player i i went through the same like um mental response to to playing in a different position you're like wait what do you mean but like i belong here my characteristics go here um and and i've learned like when i speak to my players um and, and maybe they're in a position where they don't want to play. I, I kind of take them to, hey, if you were playing for Liverpool right now <laughs> and Klopp said, <laughs> you're going to start at fullback, I don't think for one second you would say no. <laughs> I would start at goalkeeper. I, I would, would be happy. <laughs> and you probably do better with your feet than Allison lately. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's this idea that like we're, we're, we become fixed in, 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 and one, I think it's also an expression of arrogance um, that that we we go towards be, because of of being in the same place, being with the same group of players, being with the same coach. Um, and I think something that probably helped you was the fact that you left the country and now you're almost able to recreate yourself with other yeah, without yeah. other fixed ideas from your previous coach or your previous club, um, which puts you in a in a space where um, if nobody knows you, you can be you can be a completely new player, you know, um, and you, and the player feels that freedom. Um, but I do agree that it's, it's tougher for the player to go from an attacking position to move a little bit backwards in, into, into a, a more defensive position. Um, at least from my experience and from what I've seen with, with players. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's, 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 it's definitely an unhealthy um, mentality. And, and because you're, you keep moving back, it doesn't mean that eventually you might not play winger again, or you might not play, uh, center forward again um but yeah what so i guess what what is your phrase um so really quick before i get to that um you you mentioned like um like uh arrogance and i just wanted to touch on that because like i think it's like you kind of like perceived arrogance but like you know that you think you like you have this role and that's for you and that's it but yeah. i honestly think that like you're limiting yourself so mm-hmm. much because as a, especially like the players who worry about this stuff, who are like 10 to 16 years old, yeah. like you have no idea the player that you could be. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, th- and thinking like, I am only going to play as a, as an attacking midfielder can be really limiting because you have no yeah. idea. Like maybe, maybe your skill set or the skill set that you'll develop is you're going to be a world-class fullback, but if you never play yeah. fullback, you'll never know that. Yeah, um, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. So my, my phrase, um, uh, was a little bit longer than yours. Um, so, um, and I, and I thought of it more as, um, like in my, at my best, what, what did I do? Um, so in my, at, like playing at my best, what was my kind of role within a team, um, you know, on and off the ball, obviously. Um, so mine was create through pressure, create through movement, create with the ball. So, um, like I, you know, at my best, I played mostly as an attacking player, um, like played in obviously multiple formations and positions. I would play wide. I would play more central. I would play as, uh, um, target man, although I didn't enjoy that, uh, as much as playing as part of like a front two or a front three. Uh, I think playing as a front two suited me really, really well. Um, but it was, um, you know, even in, in years when I would score a lot of goals, um, I, I feel like, like my, my true strength was creating, uh, whether that was creating opportunities for myself, um, and missing a lot of them and then also scoring, um, yeah. or yeah. creating, um, for, for other people. And you notice like the first two things, uh, two out of three, it's, it's not even, you know, about the ball It's ab- mm. about creating through pressure. I think that I, I'm, because I played as a, as a defensive player, for so long, for almost my whole youth career, um, I, uh, I it's kind of similar to what you were saying before. Um, I, I can think, I can still think like a defender. Um, yeah. So I was, uh, you know, you very can anticipate, at, you can yeah, anticipate exactly. their, their problem solving skills. So you would counter. Yeah. So I was very good at like putting defenders in awkward uh, situations where they maybe don't have any good options or um, it's tough to see the good, the good options. So, you know, pressuring them to, uh, you know, try to drive past me, but, you know, not just giving them that space, like giving them, are you going to go for it? Are you going to go for it? And as soon as they go for it, like on them. Um, So I, I think like, a lot of goals or almost all goals are scored because of mistakes, whether that's very big mistakes or very small mistakes. Um, and I'm very good at like one forcing those mistakes through pressure and then also seeing those mistakes, anticipating those mistakes and being able to, you know, either yeah. get the ball or create space somehow. Uh, if a, if a defender is caught out of position, sometimes the mistakes are very subtle. Sometimes the defender just gives the ball to you, uh, yeah. you know, or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and then create through movement. Um, I think that movement off the ball, we talked about this last week is yeah, just like, yeah. you know, it's, it's everything, right. Because, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, a- as an attacking player, like, you know, hopefully your team is getting six, seven, eight, 11 people, uh, you yeah. know, forward yeah. involved in the attack. Um, the ball's not always going to come to you. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then obviously lastly, you know, create with the ball, um, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I think I was a, like a pretty well-rounded player. I could do most things, uh, you know, uh, pretty well. Um, you know, obviously I love, you know, uh, I, I could make runs in behind or, you know, drop and, and turn and run with the ball. Um, so obviously, you know, uh, pretty, pretty generic there, but I like, um, I, uh, I think we talked about this last week, but like, you know, as, as an attacking player, uh, obviously I didn't include anything about goals, even though like create with the ball, I think you, you know, create goals for yourself. Um, but like we talked about last week, like, I don't like players thinking in terms of like, you know, I'm a, I'm a goal scorer or something like this. Like you're, you're, you're a player, you have to, you know, work with your team, create the opportunities and whoever ends up being the one at the end to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, you know, even, even if you're like a, <clears throat> a target man whose job is to score, your job is also to hold the ball up uh, and get other players involved in the attack, uh, which is something that, um, yeah, that I, I, I thought yeah. I did, uh, did well, at least when I was playing at my, at my best. Yeah, and I think I, I love the word that, that is part of all of those, which is create. Um, and I think it, 90, it's 90 minutes of creating. And if you, if you find a way to create for 90 minutes whether you're on the ball whether you're on the bench whether you're injured 
you are able to create these scenarios. If you're on the bench, you're starting to create a scenario of if I'm playing, um, if I'm a wing, a uh, uh, left winger, and I'm on the bench, I'm looking at at their right that foot right back, back the entire yeah. time. And is he lefty? Is he fast? Is he tall? And and so I'm creating these scenarios in my brain. And when I go in there, if I go for ten minutes, I've played against this guy for the last eighty minutes on the bench, you know. Um, and so is this ability to to constantly be creating and not just in the visible, but in in the invisible when you're when you're um not even involved um in in the play. I think players, um, if they can tap into that, um, I think you go to a whole other level and trust that there's coaches out there that are looking for this. Because sometimes all we think is that, oh, the coaches only, the scouts are only looking for what we create with the ball. But that was the last one of your of your uh, three. Um, what is it? What are the other things that we're creating in this in this game? Um, and and I think it's such a, such a strong word. And and you can look at it from so many perspectives, which I guess create recreate. It's also oh, part true. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like, you know, it's, it's all about, uh, for me, like what, what you create on the field, you know, on and off the ball. Um, like that, that's, that's everything. Like, um, I, I, <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of, uh, this, um, becoming popular talking about like expected goals um for for teams and like rating teams on like how many goals you would expect them to score through their play uh and obviously at the end of the day what actually matters is the goals that you actually score uh but i think it like it gives a like a good idea how do you create them yeah exactly like how the team plays and i honestly believe that like um so much time is spent on like uh oh, you score goals, so the attack is doing well, and you don't score goals, the attack isn't doing well. You haven't given me enough information yet, right? Like, I believe that, like, I'd rather have a team that was creating, you know, lots of opportunities and maybe not uh, executing well from those opportunities. Like, eventually, it's going to click. If you keep doing it, you keep doing it, you keep creating, keep creating. Eventually, it's going to click, and, you know, that's uh, that's when you'll be, you know, playing at your best. I think that's that's an important point because I think it has more to do with with how you create than the actual creation itself. Because um, if, if you create a goal, but you don't know how you create it um, and there was no intention as to like, OK, this team is weak on this side. We're going to overload here so that we can play in that side. And so there's a process in that creation. Um, I think sometimes I think, in my opinion, I see it happen with teams that have a lot of stars um, that they'll create a lot of goals. Um but when they play against another strong team, because they're depending on this individual um, intuition um, creation as opposed to a team creation um, that they know how they um, got from one place to the next, whether it's Liverpool, whether it's City, um, these teams actually create all game long, but they know how and what cost it and which way we're going to create as opposed to let's give the ball to this guy and we know he's going to create. Um, yeah. And it detaches from from the idea of, of a collective sport. Um, and then the one thing that came to mind also was I was listening to an interview from uh, Cruyff um, and he was talking about how when he was coaching Barcelona, he would he would um, send his fullbacks and his wingers on loan and he would send his fullback um, as a winger. So he'll tell the other team that so he's going from Barcelona to any other team at that point would have been a bit less. So he was going to put his fullback as a winger in that loan and his winger, he would put him as a fullback on the loan. Obviously these probably weren't starters or, or, or 18 from the 18. Um, but it was just the idea that if you're able to live in, in the position in front of you, now you're going to understand um, if you're a winger and you're playing fullback and your winger is not helping you defend, you're going to, you're going to know all these mistakes that you probably are causing your winger, your fullback. Um, and it's just this idea of like, I need to find a way to live in a different part of the field to be able to help the other part, the other, the other teammate. Um, and imagine, like, imagine we're just talking about players getting mad or, or um, not, not enjoying the fact that they got to play in a different position. Yeah. Imagine having to play on a different team in a yeah. different <laughs> position that is perceived as uh, less uh, competitive. Um, it's, it's just part of the game. You just, you, you have to recreate. And again, going back to the second recreation, um, if you're not having fun, you're going to have a really hard time um, recreating yourself in situations that that you perceive are not as valuable. Yeah, 100%. I, I love like putting, uh, you know, strikers to play center back and fullbacks, swapping fullbacks and wingers. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, like just 
super beneficial. Um, obviously, you know, stuff that both of us went through and, you know, used to our advantage. And I think like, you know, just putting yourself in different situations, being un- able to understand the person you were going up against is just so, so, so important. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can uh, transition a little bit into how um, someone might find their own playing style. Um, and I have, I have some, uh, kind of strong opinions on this. Um, so I get like, you know, messages where players are like, Oh, how can I shoot like Cristiano Ronaldo? How can I do this? Like this player, uh, you know, be skillful, like Neymar. Um, and my response is always pretty similar. And it's that I'm fine with players taking inspiration from other players. Obviously, you know, I've spent as much time watching uh, Ronaldinho YouTube highlights as anybody um, and, you know, taking inspiration from that. And obviously, um, you know, you might be inspired by a single player or a handful of players and that's fine. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, you need, and I, I do believe this, like you need to find your style. You will never be the player that you could be if all you're doing is, um, you know, taking from, from other people, um, and not like going out and figuring out what works for you. Um, there's a reason that I don't do, I don't do like tutorials on like how to shoot, how to dribble, how to do this specific skill. Um, so I'm not saying those things are never useful, but even in terms of like, uh, let's take something very obvious, like shooting, So, um, every great player that I've ever played with shoots slightly differently. And a lot of them, you might look at their shooting technique. And if you were going to take a slow-mo video and like, watch it back, you might be like, this is all wrong. Why is he, why is he doing it like this? Why is he step? Why is his plant foot here? Why is his other foot striking through the ball like this? But if they've taken hundreds and thousands of shots, trust me. They'll figure out what works for them. Right. And everyone is a little, everyone is a little bit different. Um, At the end of the day to learn how to shoot a ball, how to dribble, how to play, how to react in different situations, obviously, you know, um, the, the, the most important thing is to go out and do it. Um, And to obviously the most important thing is to go out and play. Um, But even like if you're doing stuff by yourself, um, if you go out and you take a thousand shots in a, like in a month or a week or something, like you're going to be a lot better at shooting. I promise you. And you will figure out what works for you. And once you do it thousands and thousands of time, that technique will become consistent. I can't tell you what works for you because it's different for everyone. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a, there's a mosquito here that I've been fighting with for the last 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) and I'm clearly losing like five zero. (laughs) Um, But uh, um, yeah, I think especially with social media, it exposes that um, this desire to, to shoot or defend or, or dribble like somebody else. Um, And it's, it's, it can be unhealthy. Um, I, I I normally like to break it down into like, there's stages, um, there's admiration, which is, is healthy. Um, and then there's even uh, imitation, um, which, which it's the people you admire and you imitate some of their traits. But if it stays at imitation, you're just, uh, you're just becoming a cheap replica of that. Um, and, and so I think the admiration into imitation needs to go into the word that you use, which is inspiration. Um, and, and inspiration has more to do with, with the things that you're imitating and you're admiring. And then a part of yourself that only you bring. Um, and so when you combine admiration, imitation, and inspiration, then you bring, you can have a part of um, Ronaldo's shot in your shot, but it's it, there's something about it that, that you brought. I'm sure Ronaldo probably looked at many other players when he was younger. Oh, yeah. um, and the Ronaldo shot is what we call it, but that's probably the gig shot combined with the skull shot combined with the Ronaldo shot. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a fine balance between being okay with, admiring being okay even with imitating um but if it does if it stops there um then you're never gonna unlock uh andres potential crystal potential or any one of those players um and it's it's, it is a fine line because i think um where a lot of us may find some success at the imitation if you imitate really well um and you, some, some players might even go their entire career and they might not unlock their highest potential because they got stuck at imitation um 
but I, I wonder what would it be like to, to find that inspiration um, that would take yourself to a whole other level. Um, and, and, and players should really be cautious. And once they go back and they reflect, and it's, it's a really um, honest uh, exercise where like, okay, I, am I only imitating or is there a part of me? Because then I'm, I'm just a copy and paste. I'm just a, a book that was translated into another language. I'm not my own book. Um, and, and so I think finding ways to always, how am I my true self um, and still give back? Cause like, as I'm talking here, like I'm sure it's, it's part of my father, my grandfather, my mother, oh, yeah. my sister, everybody's talking as I'm talking to you, but it, it, I, there's a portion of Andres bringing those together and me bringing um, my own charisma, my own um, way of thinking. So um, finding that balance, I think also takes time. I, I think the younger you are, the more you imitate, um, um, but I think having people yeah. around you that help you uh, understand that okay, it's okay, and then now let's go and find your your more um, unique version. But um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a huge point that you bring up. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's I I love that thing about you know talking, and it's you know it's not just you, uh, and of course you know it's it's uh, you know you have to learn from other people. You can't like you can't learn from. Yeah yourself i mean you can yeah. learn from yourself in, in certain ways but like you know yeah. like you have to go out in the world and you know interact yeah. with people and learn lessons from from other people and i think you know everyone can learn a lesson from from probably every other person that they ever interact yeah. with um yeah. you know however small or big that lesson is um and i think like you talk about like you know finding yourself creating yourself um and i think it's like um something i struggled a lot with is it's very easy to be yourself when it's just you. So for example, mm. when I'm just playing by myself, it's very easy to be myself. It's very yep. easy to be myself when I'm in a very comfortable environment. So, you know, playing pickup games with my friends in the park uh, is very yep. easy to be me. Um, but what I struggled a lot with was being myself in an environment that wasn't as comfortable. So, you know, playing for an academy, um, I, I felt a lot of, you know, pressure, even though I was creating a lot of that pressure, but yeah. I did feel a lot of pressure and there was, you know, some pressure yeah. from other people and there was pressure to, uh, play in a certain way. Um, and yeah. you know, like thinking back, like I, it's, it's not like, um, it was like a horrible situation. They were trying to like, you know, stifle the life out of players or something, but like I do, there are things that like, I, um, looking back, I, disagree with that some of the coaches did. Um, yeah. and, and I found it very difficult to kind of, um, be myself, which is why I always tell players like, um, you know, and, and you, I do think that like to be the player that you need to be, you need to find a way to be yourself, even like under extreme pressure, um, yeah. you know, in, uh, in playing in actual games, playing in high level games. Um, it's not enough to just, you know, like you can't, play within yourself. You have yeah. to, um, show other people, the, the player that you are, if you, if you really want to, um, you know, be the player that you could be. And that's yeah. why I always tell players, like you have to play one game, an actual game and not worry about, you know, making mistakes and just like, whatever you think, uh, try it, like whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever your instinct is telling you to do to do it. Um, yeah. and once a player does that for just one game, that feeling of, um, you know, in every play, you're just like, you know, what, what do I want to do in this situation? Um, you can like, once you know that feeling, like mm -hmm. th there's no, there's no going back. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll, and uh, yeah, you'll, what keep, do you you'll think? keep going from there and building. From yeah. There. Yeah. Cause you, you've, you've tasted something different. Um, yeah. and, and if you don't actually, the only way to taste it is by, by trying to, to, approach yeah. it in your most natural and unique manner um which it's easier said than done when you have mls scouts when you have agents coming to watch you how do you find a way to 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 risk and i think it, like in life the the higher the stakes the the less you 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 want to risk um and so i i get my, i had a question with regards to where was it or what was it from from pickup or this um places where you were able to be your your fullest self at what point or what was it that it changed where did the pressure come in what what was it in chris crystal's mind or environment that changed that that would limit you um in your expression of of, of who you actually are were as a player 
Yeah. So, I mean, it was uh, basically playing for a coach that whether he believed in me or not, um, I never felt like he did believe in me. So just like that, it wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, playing with all the self-belief in the world. And then all of a sudden it like just dropped or went away or something, but it was like slowly over time, um, you know, being, um, you know, just, just feeling like, you know, he, he didn't, uh, he didn't think I was a good player and it got worse and worse and worse until eventually, uh, you know, I, there was no option. I had to, um, go, go join another team, uh, and, Mm -hmm. and recreate myself. Um, because, you know, there was, uh, there's just nowhere to go from there. I think, um, going back to what you said about, like, it's hard to do that, like in front of like an MLS, um, scout or something, obviously this is related to what I was just talking about now, but like, um, I think that, Yes, it's, it's hard, but it's also essential because, um, the worst I often ask, you know, players this, um, like what's the worst that could happen if you just, you know, play freely and play like yourself. Um, the worst that could happen is you don't, you don't succeed in the way that you think you deserve to, or think that you should, or want to, or whatever it is, but what's the worst that could happen if you never play freely. You never play like yourself. You never take any risks on the field. Um, the, what, what, what's the worst that could happen? What do you, what do you think? Well, you'll never figure out how well you can perform in under these, uh, environments of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never, you'll never know how good you could be. And to me, that is just a million times worse, right? Like in, you uh, like for anyone success is never going to look exactly like what you think it is in your mind. Right. Like it might look different. It might even be better, but um, you it's, it's not even an option. If you don't uh, have what um, if you lose, what makes you, you, Um, you, you need, you need that. It's not enough to just be like a good player. You also, and I, like I, believe this so strong that you need to be yourself um because otherwise you're you're just never going to be uh you're never going to know how good you you could be yes and and i think this is something that that helped helped me um and i think has helped a lot of the players that i've worked with is um the the reason that there's so much pressure is because we have a desired outcome mm-hmm. the desired outcome is a uh, is a scholarship is a, a getting scouted. The desired outcome is becoming professional. Um, and so everything that we do is dictated by this outcome that we have um, put in front of us. And so when you do that, the, the game becomes greater than you. And so everything that you do, um, you do for the game, as opposed that you are actually greater than the game. And you have to believe that because soccer doesn't exist without the humans. Um, But the moment that you allow every decision that you make um, to be dictated about what will soccer think about me, um, that's when you begin to limit yourself. And if you think about it in any relationship, um, it's the saying that um, I don't know if I fully agree with it. I I have different perspectives on it, but the person who cares less in a relationship is in control. So um, many times in the soccer world, um, we care more about soccer than soccer cares about us. And so soccer becomes in control of this relationship. And so the moment that we are able to flip that and I care less about soccer than soccer cares about me, then we can walk into any situation and be myself because I don't care what soccer says or doesn't say. And by soccer, it may be the scout, it may be the college coaches. Um, you're walking into it as I'm greater than this environment. Um, and I think for players who love the game so much, um, I think it's something that they should reevaluate. Do I love the game because of what I bring to the game or do I love the game of because of what the outcome may be, which is yeah. a professional uh, college uh, a spot at the college level. And it, I think it's the moment that you flip those um, Soccer will never care for you um, uh, more than you than you care for it. So you got to find a way to detach yourself. And that's hard. 
because we breathe soccer. Um, but I, I, again, I think it's realigning your relationship with the game um, because it's going to only become more unhealthy and you're going to become addicted to soccer um, when, when, when even in a business negotiation, the business that needs this negotiation less, less is in control. Is in control. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so, and so I think being able to, to fracture that, that um, relationship or, or approach with the game it's so important for the player. Yeah, I, there's a psychological phenomenon called reinvestment, which is when you care a lot about what you're doing, you try to control it. Mm-hmm. And like in a sport, this might uh, man, like say you have you have like a putt in golf um, and like you could make this putt a million times, right? You can make this in your sleep, but that's the point. You could make it in your sleep. You yeah. don't need to think as soon yeah. as you start thinking. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you've ever seen a great athlete make a mistake that you're like, what are they doing? Like you miss a putt from like an inch away. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's like, I, I could, like you just stand there attack. Like I could do that. But yeah, yeah. the reason they start looking like a beginner is because beginners are the ones that need to control a situation. Beginners mm-hmm. are the ones who need to think about how to kick a ball or swing a bat or whatever it is. The great athletes, they're not thinking when they're doing these things. It's automatic yeah. because they've done yeah, it yeah, yeah. thousands and thousands of times. So once yeah. you start to control that, you're acting like a beginner and you'll play yeah. like a beginner if you do that. Yeah, so what yeah, yeah, you yeah. do is, is like take, take, a, take a step back, right? And play, uh, you know, play freely and not tr- try not to care uh, as yeah. much, try, or at least maybe not try not to care as much because obviously we love... Yeah. We love the game and, you know, we want to care about it, but like, don't try to control it. Just yes. let it like, just play, just play yeah. freely. Let the, let the game kind of come to you yeah. um, and, because yeah. you can't control it. Um, so don't, don't even, don't even, bother, don't even bother trying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's also, yeah, yeah there's a, I, my, my dad was actually talking to me last night um, and apparently um, he was, he was like watching an interview with a, um, a Greek basketball coach. Um, and, um, and it reminded me of something a coach of mine said, but uh, the interviewer like asked, um, oh, do you feel like you're under a lot of pressure? I guess they lost a game, um, you know, it was an important game in there, um, uh, you know, makes, makes their season a lot harder. And he was asked like, do you and the players feel a lot of pressure? And he was like, what pressure? All of us are millionaires. Um, and, it, and it was just funny because it's like, yeah, like real, like a lot of us think like the, the pressure in sport is like real pressure or mm-hmm. pressures that we have in life are real pressures. And obviously yeah. I'm not taking away like, you know, just having a bad game. Trust me, I've, I've been distraught after having a bad game. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and some of the, best and worst moments in my life have happened on a pitch. Um, you know, but, uh, that's not, that's not real pressure. Like if you put yourself in a situation where you're under real pressure, you'll, you'll see the difference. And like, uh, I had a coach who said to my team when we were, we were having like a bad, you know, couple, couple weeks. Uh, and he was like, you guys are playing like you think I'm going to chop off your heads if we lose a game, I'm not going to chop off your heads. Yeah. Like, just go play and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Have fun. There's no pressure on you guys to win or succeed or whatever. Yeah. Just go play, but stop playing. Like uh, yeah. if you make one mistake, I'm going to come out there with an ax and just it's done. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I think, I think pressure only exists when, um, when you, when what when you perceive that what's in front of you is greater than you. Mm-hmm. And so I, pressure is is when <laughs> when when your parent dies and you don't yeah. know how you're going to figure things out that situation is greater than, than perhaps what you're doing pressure is not having enough money to to, to buy food, Put food on family. the table yeah um but um when we perceive that a sport is greater than me that's when you start to go into um the arenas with more pressure when you perceive that the champions league trophy is greater than 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 you that's when that's when you go into these stages and I, and I get it. It's easier said than done, but I think it's, it's only pushing us back to um, valuing yourself greater um, than these uh, temporary or, or um, external. Yeah. External rewards. And, and I know we, they've been hyped 
through the soccer world, like world like Balón de Oro, like create so that all the stats are dictated towards these individuals um, getting scouted. And, and so the little things like I know it's not that you shouldn't have goals and aspirations, but like if your goals and your aspirations are greater than you, you're going to live in a toxic um, pressure and toxic pressure your entire life. And it could be your most um, the area which you're most creative. Uh, whether it's soccer, painting, cooking, whatever it may be. But if cooking becomes uh, greater than you, then you're going to have pressure while you're cooking, even if you're the best at cooking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it, pressure only exists when you perceive that the thing in front of you is is greater than you. Yeah, and I think, like, it's, uh, like, we focus so much on, like, like for, for young uh, uh, soccer players, obviously, like, the goal is, like, become pro, like sign, sign that professional contract and then it's done or something. Like, I think like your goal should always be like, I talk about a lot about like, uh, become the player you were meant to be. Um, or like if, if it was like outside of soccer, like become the person that you, you were meant to be. Um, I think that should always be the goal should be about what you want to become, not what you want to accomplish, but who you want to be as a player, as a person, that's, that's more important to me. That's always more important because if you go and go about like, you know, my coaching philosophy was like enjoyment, development, success. Like you want to, through your development only and only through development comes success. You can't mm-hmm. skip steps. And if you're focusing on the, on the end goal, the whole time, yeah. um, you lose sight of the process and you know, you, that process is essential to, to getting, you might have some short-term success if you focus on, on that outcome, but long-term you need to focus on you. Uh, and development and improvement and who you want to be and who yeah. you who you think you could be and that's what's gonna gonna take you to the next yeah. level yeah and yeah and I think it's tough it's tough as as um, human beings that we have a lot of things that we desire to have um, or accomplish one of the phrases when we when we describe freedom in our curriculum is is the ability to chase what only you are meant to reach um, and so you got to chase and, but, but also it's what you're meant to reach. So you don't know what you're actually going to reach, but chase something <laughs> and yeah. along the way you'll, you'll reach. Um, and um, I think one, one powerful, powerful example. Um, I don't know. I'm, I think most, most viewers probably have seen or heard of the last dance. Um, Michael Jordan story and the bulls, um, man. I think when you think of probably the, the best athlete um, that, that we've experienced, I think it was his ability to, know that he was greater than basketball. I mean, to the point that after winning three, he went to play ba- baseball. <laughs> he said, this sport doesn't define me. You know, um, I'm going to go and recreate myself in a recreational way in something that my dad enjoyed, that he enjoyed me watching. Let me go do that. I wonder if he didn't have that gap of recreation with both definitions. Would he have gone six and won all six and not – and and I don't know that he didn't feel pressure, not only because he was so good, but he didn't feel pressure because basketball didn't define him. Yeah. And so I, what I is think, it like to not be defined? Yeah. That, that's so interesting. Cause like, it's like something I think about a lot is like, um, like people who are truly great are great because of like who they are. And like the Michael Jordan, that was such an incredible basketball player. He was always going to believe in himself so much that he would switch sports even at like his you know the, like when he was <laughs> still playing yeah. like the best player in the world like it was like messy like in in 20 like 12 or something yeah, it was yeah. like uh you know what i'm gonna go play golf or something you know like yeah, 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 um yeah. but like so like um someone who like he was always going to do that because that's who he is and who yep. he is made him great so like to use like a little bit of an example that I, that I like is like uh, the player who is in a world cup final um, and they're taking a penalty in the shootout and they go for a little Penenka like that, that player, like, and people are always like, Oh, you know, like you're less likely to score. And I actually looked up the stats and you're like about 5% less likely to score if you do Penenka. So it's not even that big of a difference, but like, you know, if they take that risk, right. But yeah. that player is only there because they are the person who was willing to take that risk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm never going to yell at a player for taking a risk when yeah. it comes from self-belief, 
right? Like we can, we can talk about like better decisions that could have been made or something, but like, if you're making a decision and it's a risky one, but because you believe in yourself so much, you don't think it's a risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, that, because that situation, that yeah. outcome doesn't define you. See that. See that. And when he did it in the World Cup final, I was like, this man is cold. Um, I don't know if you remember against Italy. Um, yeah. It, oh, and it almost didn't go in. I had a situation with actually with my with my Abbey Villa team. We were zero uh, zero. One of our players took the PK. Um, and then, um, and then he missed and then, um, I had a decision. I was like, we had, we were, then we were down one zero and then we had another PK and I was like, do I give it to him? What if he misses again? Will he be in his head? So I picked another player. Um, and then he missed. Um, and then I I went after the game and I was like, all right guys. Um, oh no, before the next game, they were like, coach, so who's going to take PKs? And then I was like, well, we're not going to change our PK takers until these two players have had PKs and they've scored. So I don't care if they take the next one and miss. I, and actually you were there the game after because I think he took he took a PK yeah. and he missed again. <laughs> um, but but it was just how can I suck out the pressure? And you're going to, if we're 1-1 and we get a PK, one of you two is going to take it. And whether you score or not, we'll wait until both of you score for somebody else to take it. Um, to, to not feel that this execution of the PK um, actually dictates how I feel about you as a player. Um, and I, I probably would have won a couple more yeah. games, but, but you know, it's yeah, the, it is what it is. in front of you can be greater than, than <laughs> the, the kids that are around us. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like uh, it's um, you, you can't, you can't like separate those things. Like you can't like, like Michael Jordan, you can't be like, Oh, if only Michael Jordan hadn't gone to play baseball. If Michael Jordan was the person who wouldn't have gone to play baseball, he wouldn't have been Michael Jordan in the first place. So like, yeah. you know, that, that player that goes in the world cup final and, or the champions league final or something takes like a, an insane risk and it doesn't pay off. And you're like, what an idiot. No, like, there. <laughs> you know, he's there because he's willing to do that. So you, yeah. you have to, um, you know, accept accept people for who they are, accept players for who they are. And that's like, it can be a tough thing to do sometimes as a coach um, because, you know, you have a lot of um, ideas on the game and seen a lot of different players and stuff. But I really do think like, you know, you need to find a way to uh, let the player be themselves within, in whatever team. And that's going back to like the question you asked me a long time ago. Like that's kind of what I didn't feel like from that coach is he didn't believe in me and he didn't support me to be, who I was. He wanted me to be someone else. Um, or maybe he wanted all the players to be, (laughs) to be the same person. Um, something else I wanted to touch on is like in, like, in terms of like developing, you know, into the, into the player that you, um, you should be. Um, I, there's a couple things that are like non-negotiables for me, like that every player has to have. So, you know, like, uh, like, uh, if you're, you know, looking at like improving in certain ways, like um, so moving away from a little bit, like the, the mental side of the game into more like the technical side, like, uh, and maybe the physical side, like um, you need to be able to take a good first touch. You need to be able to pass the ball. Uh, You need to be able to do that with both feet. And you need to have some level of fitness. You don't need to be Conte, but you need to have some, you need to be able to run around a little bit. Um, and those, uh, because you need to work, you know, you need to work hard. Um, and I think like, um, like obviously the, I, like I'm not advocating players go out and run miles or anything like the best fitness is playing the game. Uh, but those four things you need to be able to work hard while you're playing. So first touch passing weak foot, and then some, some level of fitness, um, would you, uh, make any changes to that? Let's repeat them. First touch. Passing. Passing. Being able to do both of those things with both feet. Both feet. Okay. Uh, and then Uh, some level of fitness. Um, or take away. Uh, No, I, I think all four of those, um, they look different to, to every player. I mean, there's a player that I think is not very mobile in my team, um, but he's one of the smartest players because he can pass, because he has a good touch. Um, so I think it would be more like 
definitely pass and first touch are for me. If you know how to do those two things, I think I can help you or the team can help you go from there. Um, and I think you have to, I guess, yeah, that's more yeah, technical things because the, the other stuff would just be more psychological. Yeah, first touch and and passing because from there everything everything, everything goes and I and, and I think dribbling um is is another one that I think and by dribbling I don't mean like taking people on like yeah. can you dribble from this cone to that cone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um under control moving um, with the ball maybe right yeah yeah because I think sometimes like you could be an amazing passer but sometimes you got to drive out the player pull them out and and pass at the right time. Um, so you got to be some sort of comfortable. If you, if you start dribbling someone, you fall, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I guess the only one I would add is, is just dribble um, from point A to point B. Um, some sort of um, version movement of that. Movement with the um, ball, yeah. Movement with the ball. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. And then you can like go into like, what is a good pass? That's yeah. stuff that we can help them through. But um yeah. i agree i agree with those um those are fundamental things that so what happens when they don't have this and yeah. they walk into your well field? we got to develop those things right okay. um and and those things like honestly like i like getting a player to be able to play well with their weak foot isn't isn't difficult uh you know they they just have to use it and if they don't use it you have to force them yeah. to use it um yeah. and like uh um, you know, first touch and passing that's involved in every single drill. If it's not involved in the drill you're doing, I mean, like, I mean, uh, honestly, I, um, when I do like, uh, one V ones and stuff, I always have the defender start with the ball and play a pass into the attacker. I never have the attacker start with the ball and just drive in. Cause why not like yeah. add a pass and a first touch. Yeah. So I can't think of anything I do that doesn't involve passing and first touch, um, yeah. or almost nothing. Um, and then, uh, but from there, um, I think that the, the best way to develop kind of from there is to rather than, um, I see a lot of players like want to like build up their, their weaknesses. So they're not weaknesses anymore. Uh, but I think the, the best players in the world, um, are the players that become really, really good at what they're good at. And then just either don't do or hide the things that they're weaker at. So I think like, oh, and obviously, you know, if you're bad at um, dribbling, you can improve that, but you're probably never going to be the, you know, you're never going to be messy. You don't yeah. need to be messy. You can give, yeah. you can be NES or NES is good at dribbling. Actually, you could be, you could be like, um, <laughs> you could be like uh, a uh, trying to think of like, um, like Xavi or like uh, Xavi Alonso or someone who yeah. like, you know, was more of a distributor, um, yeah. right? Like you can play yourself, play in that style. Like if you're really good at dribbling, I want you yeah. to become the best dribbler you can be. If you're really good at, um, you know, passing, uh, I want you to develop, you know, all the different passing ranges and, you know, yeah. be able to put the ball on, like on a, on a plate for, for your teammates. I'd rather have you focus on the strengths, uh, the things that you're good at and build yourself rather than you know try to be a player you're not and focus on the things you're less good at yeah yeah i think there's there's again if you can go back and, and you can do those four things plus dribbling from point a, point, a, point a to point b um i think there's a space for you on the field um and and i no i i completely agree i i think sometimes we worry too much about our weaknesses um and we're actually wasting time in strengthening our strengths which will actually could make our differentiator in a moment um of of a, a specific uh important game or, or being scouted um and then you become i think you become off balance um in in your potential maybe you're average at everything but you could have been above average overall um if you have stuck to to um exploiting your your strengths so um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think some, a lot of players go onto the field and, and they just want to only work on their weaknesses, only work on their weaknesses. And there is room for that. Again, everything is balanced. You, you can yeah. find somebody else coach you and, and, and put the right words together to say, if you don't work on your weaknesses, then you're going to fail. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a game of opinions. Um, but why not when you go all the way back to, 
to enjoyment. Um, I think you probably enjoy the things that you are good at. So let's live here for a little longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You're gonna. I, I always like. I always, uh, if I'm doing like individual stuff, and I try to do this with like team stuff as well. Like we always start and end with something the players really, really enjoy, or the player. If I'm doing an individual session, because um, that like especially ending with something that the player yeah. enjoys gets you back on the field quicker. And that that's, yeah. that's what's more important. And if you're struggling to figure out what you're good at, it's probably the thing that you enjoy the most. So if you enjoy dribbling the most, that's probably yeah. the thing you're, you're the best yeah. at, or at least the thing that you have the most potential in, because, you know, as, as I, you know, my coaching philosophy, it all stems from enjoyment. So figure out yeah. what you enjoy and, and do that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The only way to, to reach your, your your most creative self is enjoying yourself, man. Um, and, and that can look so many different ways. And like, we probably have so many other episodes to talk about um, all that stuff. But um, yeah, if you're not having a good time, whether it's because of pressure or because you're, you feel that you have too many weaknesses, you should be okay with looking for another sport too. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like maybe you're not a goalie. Maybe you're a basketball player. Yeah, you know? maybe. Um, all right. So I think we'll, uh, we're going to do, uh, something different today. We're going to, um, do a little wrap up, uh, and talk about like three, uh, points that, you know, anyone listening to this podcast can kind of take away, um, from this, um, you know, everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then we'll do the, you know, um, close things out, uh, from there. So, uh, what do you think, Andres? Oh. We, we said a lot today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know this. Uh, I, I love, I love, uh, you know, the conversation just, uh, you know, uh, moved. And I thought, well, I think like one, one, if I, if I was going to say like one takeaway, but like the, maybe the first takeaway is like, you, you have to be, you have to be yourself. You have to create yourself, find yourself. Like I, like people say like, oh, you don't find yourself. You create yourself. I think you find yourself a little bit too. And you create yourself all along the way. Um, so, um, uh, but yeah, I think it's like, it has to be, it has to be you. You can't, um, you'll, you'll never, you'll never know who you could be if it, if, it, uh, if, if you're not, if you're not you, my, my grandpa used to always say whenever I was, you know, leaving to go back to Greece or to England or something, he would always say, uh, uh, remember who you are. Um, and I think, you know, it's just like something like I, I say to myself now all the time, um, it's just like, re remember who I am, you know, like whenever I get lost a little bit, just Christo, this is who you are, remember yeah. it. All right. And then, you know, go from yeah. there. No, I, and I, I, I guess the second one would be coming from that point is, is to be able to, um, understand pressure. Um, I think understanding, so being yourself helps you understand why you're feeling pressure. And I think it's the moments in which you believe that what's in front of you is greater than you, pressure sinks in. So can you find a way to, to anytime you feel pressure, evaluate what is that it's in front of me? And is this um, greater than who I am or, that, or, or greater than my potential? And I wonder if that will decrease the amount of pressure and increase your creativity. Um, so I think the second one would be um, how to approach pressure. Okay. And the third um, one, you got you or me. Uh, you, uh, you have one. I have a lot of things, but I don't know. Um, uh, All right, here, I, I, here. Go ahead. On, uh, you have one in your head. Don't say it yet. No, no, no. Go ahead. No. Okay. No, no. We do do this at the same time. See if we agree. On it. <laughs> okay, you All go right. first. Uh, uh, in, enjoyment. Uh, I think that like that underpins, you know, everything, even though we just touched on it right at the end, I think, um, you know, you, you have to in, enjoy the process and enjoy what you're doing. Uh, and I had a, you know, I, I remember I had a teammate, um, tell me, uh, after, a, a um, well, we played together on a team, but then we, we, we played pickup against each other and it was like this huge tournament pickup tournament that we organized and we played against each other in the final. And, uh, and I lost, and I remember him coming up to me afterwards and he was like, you know, I know it sucks, uh, but you know, you can, you can always find a way to enjoy, uh, in, enjoy the game and enjoy, enjoy anything. Yeah. 
Um, and we had a little conversation about that. And, you know, whenever I, whenever I get lost a little bit again, like I, yeah. I go back to that and think of that and it's, um, yeah, you know, you, you have to enjoy you, you, yourself. Yeah. You can think about pickup, like you can have a bad game at pickup and you can have an amazing game of pickup, but for some reason you still choose to enjoy pickup. Um, yeah. I guess. So, yeah. So enjoyment, I think the one I had in mind, um, because of the conversation was, uh, uh, infinite, uh, recreation, um, recreation Which, has, is yeah. enjoyment and recreation is a lot of recreating yourself or maybe that's the title of, of this episode um yeah but yeah i think uh, rec- uh recreation and recreation um bring together um such fundamental parts of the game um having fun and um adapting and creating yourself um so so yeah those are so the three first one was yours uh, b- uh believe in yourself um be yeah. yourself um, the second was dealing with pressure, and then the third one, uh, enjoyment slash recreation. Yeah, Got solid. It. All right, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for listening uh, to this episode of the Infinite Improvement Podcast. Uh, um, we'll be back next week. I'll drop you know links to our uh, stuff in the in the description. We're on yep. uh, obviously on my YouTube channel, Coach Christo, um, and then we're on you know Spotify um, and. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, thanks for listening and yeah. peace. Happy holidays. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, I think I'll get this out today, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.